program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, that's us. Welcome. Another edition of the Tailgate starts now. Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley here with you. Christina on her initial voyage producing today. So be easy on her. Call her up. Say hey. And uh, we'll chat. Oh, wait. She is already a legend, as we know. She's been on TV mm-hmm. during the U.S. Open. so Something that you or I have not, so... Well, Way we more don't know that. We might have been at a U.S. Open and actually, you know, somebody caught us in the corner. So she was on there on purpose. Somebody so. did actually say that when I was at TPC this year walking around, they saw me when I was uh, following around I heard Harold that. Barnum. I, I heard it, it wasn't you, though. It was actually uh, Big Bird. No. So. Said my butt looked really good in my golf pants, uh, too. Why do you care about what your butt looks like? It, it matters to who? the people that were watching. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble if I I don't stop right there. Well, as we talked about yesterday, talking season continues. How many hours did you bore yourself watching? Uh, Not many media days today. Not many. I will tell you, Jeff, that um, I started watching a little bit today at, in the early part of it. And I literally was like, uh, "Why? Well, I, I don't have to watch this anymore." But that Saban guy was there. Saban was. I I listened to Nick, and Nick wasn't even that good. I mean, no. Although it's funny, Saban had this has this uh, thing about talking with his hands. He's always moving yeah. his hands, right? So today, his he put his hands in his pockets, mm. and for like about ten minutes, he's going on and on. I'm like, "Bring the hands out, man." And sure enough, then they came out, and he, you know, when he got serious about things, but nothing. I I think this is going to be the most boring media days, maybe in the history of media days. I really do. I I just don't think anybody wants to say anything. Don't forget, this is and one thing the commissioner said yesterday that I thought was interesting. He basically told all his coaches in Destin. It's not going to be like it's always going to like it's been. It's going to be different. We need to be a united front on all this stuff, and basically, don't snipe at each other. It's it that's that's not going to go well with me. Mm-hmm. And I I eventually can uh, you know penalize you. And I think all the coaches are like, yeah, well nil's great. You know it's great. You know <laughs> we whatever everything's great. You know it's great. I have not heard a whole lot of uh, interesting stuff. I think Kiffin was good um, because Kiffin doesn't care what he what anybody thinks about what he says. I think he was dead on with everything he did say. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to Napier. Napier's tomorrow, right? Yep. Yeah, so I'll listen to that. But, I mean, it is – it's like I told you yesterday, Jeff. 
when it first started, I was like, God, I can't believe I'm not there. I was there for so many, like 30 in a row or whatever. And then after like Sankey and Brian Kelly, I went, eh, I'm glad I'm not there. That's I crazy. So there. you were there more consecutive years than I've been on earth. Well, no, that's not true. What do you mean? I'm 29. And your dreams. Um, speaking of dreams, I don't know if you saw this coming out of Media Days yesterday when your boy Eli Drinkwater was there. Yeah, he's not, hey, he's not my boy. I you like you know him. That. No, I don't. You like him when he said, fan. may the force be with you to no, Mullen. No, I did not. Well... I think he stuck it right up his he did. behind, but yeah, I, I don't I didn't like but him. I don't this like this him. is kind of messed up, and I'm sure that people here at Florida aren't going to like it. They were talking about his shoe game, and remember Mullen yeah, had a pretty good shoe right. game as well. But somebody said, "How many pairs of Jordans do you have?" And he said, "Well, I don't want to be called out on the red carpet on whether or not I have the largest Jordan collection. I know Tony Elliott probably does. I've seen his collection, but." How does a non-Jordan school have more Jordans? Wouldn't you think Napier would be the king of the the shoes? I don't know. I've got I've got about six pairs of shoes of my own. I I've never wanted any more than that myself. Four Skechers, one Nike. Uh, they're all Skechers. <laughs> you don't have that Nike pair anymore? Like uh, I do have the, the blue Nike check. Pair. Yes, yeah, I do one. have the Nike. Yeah, so I got about six. Yeah, but I mean, these are things that don't mean. This is what used to drive me crazy about uh, SEC Media Days is 90% of the conversation was irrelevant. And, like, sh- who's wearing what shoes. I've listened. I listened. I will say this. I've listened to more of it on the uh, SEC. Uh, it's not the SEC channel. It's a college football channel, 84, on, on Sirius. And I listen to these guys, and I'm like, oh, my God, are you guys trying to make me pull into a, a oncoming traffic? This is the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. No, nobody's saying anything. Hey, what do you is your do you like your coach? Yeah, we love our coach. He's great. Uh, well, uh, do you do you really like him? Yeah, we like him. What is he, what kind of things has he done to make you like him? Well, he took us bowling one day. This is the conversation that's going on. But whatever, what did you ever get out of any of those I got, guys? You had to get them to talk about other things. You had to get them to talk about rivalries. You had to get him to talk about like well that that was what we did especially Robbie and I the last few years of that we we would say hey look Kentucky's ne- up next Florida Kentucky is a rivalry let's go talk to them only about their game against Florida and that's what we did and it, and it worked for for our readers but as if I'm in the SEC network I I just I have been put to sleep by this one uh, this has been the Worst one yet. Do you, did they change the way you get awarded uh, wins and losses? Because South Carolina on the screen right now says they're projected to win 5.9 games. Well, so does that mean that, that they only get 10% one, of a game or it's something? It's a big point one to get it bowl eligible. Um, and I, I, I think you know, I, the, the thing that I think that I talk about a lot is how Tennessee – South Carolina, Missouri, are all these teams that are I, like people think are going to be really, they're going to be better. They're going to they're going to have a chance. They're going to they're going. And I don't I don't see it with any of them. 
I barely see it with Florida. I, I again, I don't, I don't think I would see it with Florida if I wasn't close to the program. Like when I say close to the program, I'm not that close, but I at least know the players on the team. Um, so it's it's going to be a crapshoot, I think, in the in the East behind Georgia. Georgia's going to win it. Georgia's too good. They they got better players than everybody else, and that's where Florida's got to get to. They well, got to get to where you're at least within you can reach the level of their players. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I agree. Yeah. And w- when they get to tomorrow, it'll be uh, Sam Pittman starting off the day nine hey, o'clock. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then uh, they go McElwain on us. Kirby Smart. We're gonna get on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Smart at ten thirty, followed by William Napier at one o'clock. Yeah. And then that gonna, uh, I, Stoops I will, at two twenty-five. I will say this. Billy's not going to be that that no, attractive of a uh, no um, column. That's the way I always look at it. I always look at who's what are you going to write about this this day. I would write about Billy Napier, obviously being when I was a columnist at the Gainesville Sun. But you would go. Pittman has got something going at Arkansas that n- nobody's gotten going in a long time. Kirby is a defending national champ. Stoops is probably. The Everybody's picked to be second in the SEC East. And no. There's, no. Hey, well, there, I, I, there's only, it's only either Kentucky or Tennessee. Nobody, let me tell you what. Florida, at best, will be fourth. In the, you think so? Oh, at best. Well, then there's a lot of idiots there. No. How do you know? You don't know what this guy's going You've never seen him coach a game in your life. And I also your have life. seen Kentucky and Tennessee, and they're not going to be as good as Florida. Kentucky won 10 games last year. Tennessee did a great job in the transfer portal. And we also named their schedule yesterday of who they beat. Yeah, but they still beat them. Poop. They beat poop. And they'll beat them again. And you're wearing a cock on your T-shirt today. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a peacock. And let me, let's make that clear that I'm wearing a peacock. You can tune in on Facebook Live and see Pat's St. Peter's University T-shirt. Yeah, baby. We are the champions. You want to tell people the story of where the shirt came from? Well, because they beat Kentucky in the uh, first round of the tournament. And I literally, when they, because I, I can't remember the exact way it ended. But when the game ended, I think they met, Kentucky missed a shot or whatever. And I ran out of my office and my daughter and wife were out there. And I went, I'm buying a St. Peter's t-shirt. I ran back in, boom, ordered it right away. So Amazon? I don't even know what it was. Fanatics, I think, maybe. you know, but It's nice. I like St. Peter's. I'm a big fan. It's cute. And they won another. What, they win one more game and then lost? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the thing about the NCAA tournament. Nobody ever really wins it out of nowhere. But they all, it's interesting. And that's why I think college football needs to get to. Yeah, bigger. Where, so somebody yeah. can upset somebody yeah. and give They're, somebody a chance. And we're, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Okay, it's still going to be the best team probably is going to win. So Yep, it's the way it is. Well, if you want to win, then call up Christina, 392-8255. She'll put you on. We'll uh, get after it. Phone lines open next. Our Titan MRI hotline will be hot when we come back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quateraro. The MLB's greatest stars take to the field tonight in the 92nd MLB All-Star Game. 
Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Shane McClanahan will be the American League starter, facing off against Dodgers' Clayton Kershaw. Tune in to coverage right here starting at 7 o'clock. Day two of SEC Media Days rolled on today. Nick Saban highlighted the list of speakers, and here's what he had to say on the importance of surrounding last year's Heisman winner Bryce Young with talent. Um, So the challenge for us is to make sure that we do an outstanding job of developing the players around him so that we can continue to to be a very productive offensive team. You can catch Billy Napier and the Gators at the stand tomorrow at 1 o'clock for day three of SEC Media Days. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterock. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Ow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. We are your home for Sunday Night Baseball all summer long. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. 
Duels and Dozo here with you. Phone lines now open. 392-8255 if you would like to chat. Well, Pete didn't three-peat last night. Had a uh, a rookie. Did you even know of who the guy was that beat him? No idea. No. Sorry. No idea whatsoever. I, I In fact, I, I will tell you a uh, sad story, but... The night before, I could not sleep for some reason. So I got literally two and a half hours sleep. Finally, I went to bed sleep about 5.30. The next night, I got home, and after my wife has always fed me a wonderful dinner, I went to bed at 8 o'clock. I woke up today at 8 o'clock. I got 12 hours of sleep. And I got to think, as somebody who treasures sleep and doesn't get much, you're probably envious of me for that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> but, know if I could do it, but it would be nice. But then I got up and I just went started seeing what happened last night. You know, obviously, um, this somebody from the Marlins, or was it Marlins or Nationals? Nationals. Soto. Yeah, Nationals. I don't care. The guy that turned down $440 million. That guy. That's why he turned it down. He wants $540 million. Might get it. He's good. I saw him in person. The it other is kind of crazy, though, when you think about that. That that you turn down four or forty. I mean, he's only twenty three years old. What can you do with that kind of money? Buy an island in Saskatchewan. <laughs> then walk. I'm ar- going with this. Walk around naked so nobody can bother you. Is not buying an island in Saskatchewan. You don't think? No, he might buy one in the Bermudas. There's a triangle out there that makes boats go away. That's a myth. What? It's a total myth. I've got the hiccups so, from from those things you brought in. So do you believe in the <laughs> the Loch Ness monster? Hold, hold on. Hold hold your breath, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna count in my head. Ready? One, two, three. Hold your breath. No. You got to hold your breath until I say stop. I think it's all right. So you think the Loch Ness Monster is fake too? You have to define the Loch Ness Monster. What do you think the Loch... If you think the Loch Ness Monster is a creature that is maybe a little bit different than some other creature that we always see in the sea... And it's just evolution didn't quite catch up, or went. that's one thing. If you think it's a real monster, you're an idiot. You know, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. I think it's like a dinosaur looking thing with wings. I, I think there's all kinds of things that are out there that we don't know about in this world. About Bigfoot? No. It's... But there's museums. Yes. <laughs> Bigfoot. Here's what Bigfoot is Bigfoot is. Uh, Kind of like a version of people that cross bred families. That's what I think. So you're saying Harry and the Hendersons wasn't real either? It was a movie. It's a good movie, though. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can you name two other two people in Harry and the Hendersons? John with a weird last name. Lithgow. Yeah, Lithgow. Yeah. And it was great, yeah. I don't know. I can't. He's the only guy I know. 
I remember liking that movie a lot. Um, but I mean, Pete didn't do anything bad last night. He hit twenty three bombs. Just the the kid out out hit him. Thirty one homers. <laughs> okay, they're throwing but, you balls that you should right. hit out, and on you but, should. There's it's a miracle that no, everybody didn't hit every ball out. You're get, you're throwing them balls exactly in their wheelhouse at the perfect speed they want. You've practiced it. But it's, it's Alonzo it's, went to a whole practice. Set. It's still harder than you think oh, to time it up and get one out. Then why can't you hit a perfect golf shot the every time? That, the ball's just sitting uh, there. It's just that's don't even get me started on that. But um, the guy who won had two thirty homer segments, right? No. Yeah, he did. No, that was Rodriguez who lost. Oh, he lost. Yeah, DeSoto. DeSoto. The guy who discovered to America? Soto. <laughs> to Soto? T-O-S-O-T-O. No, what did DeSoto cover? He, he, he discovered something. DeSoto. Do you know? No. All right, we're going to look it up. <laughs> Who's your favorite? This was a Seinfeld episode. Who was your favorite explorer? Paul Stalion. <laughs> hey, I love him. I love Ponce de Leon, but I, I might have to go with DeSoto. It was pretty good. His his efforts were unmatched. I mean, you can't deny Lewis and Clark, though. They discovered the whole yeah, country. They, yeah, they did, but they just kept going. I mean, that's all they right. did. So they, they did kept good. going. Nobody else would do and that. And they got to the end of the wall, and they go, oh, we're done. We're out. Yeah. How do you think they got across the Grand Canyon? There's, didn't hit I think that. they went around it. But I... I think that would be a great movie until you started actually trying to produce it and you went, clearly all they did was just walk. <laughs> that was their whole goal. We're going to walk for two years. Well, I thought it was entertaining, even yeah, though uh, even though Pete didn't win. It would have been fun to see Pete win because he obviously would have gotten a little, little arrogant. He would have been showboating. And he would have won three in a row and... Had a good old time. But, hey, there was a 21-year-old kid that, that beat him and, and give him credit. And then on the other side of that was Pujols, who's 42, which, I mean, you can do a lot of really good things at 42 years of age, so I'm not spiting that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing somebody who can't, but, yeah. And he beat Schwarber in the first round, so Pujols at least got to the second round. I read that. I hope that there is a tie tonight in the All-Star game. Because you know, then they go, yeah. Home no. run derby. Exactly. How cool now would that, that be? That would be cool. I will say this. I'm bored. A lot of my home run derby dislike is I don't like Chris Berman. I get tired of his shtick. Okay. It's, it's, and it's all shtick. It's, there's nothing sincere about it. I get tired of it. So I don't like that. But um, tonight, if I'll flip it around and eventually I'll probably end up on the all star game. But. Again, there's nothing at stake, as you know, Jeff. Mm-hmm. There used to be something at stake, uh, which, and 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 you know the the thing to look at it is when there was something at stake, it was the dumbest thing ever. Not having anything at stake may be dumber than that because now you're just kind of like, why even you playing? But if they get to the point where it's tied, going to the ninth or going to the tenth. I'm watching that. I'm yeah, watching that. Home in. Well, and, and for those that don't know, it's actually a pretty cool story with Pete because the Braves were playing the Mets last week and the Mets were in town. And Snitker, 
the Braves manager, actually called the other clubhouse asking to talk to Pete Alonzo. And Pete's like, well, why is the opposing manager calling me? And basically what Snit wanted to ask him was, hey, if we go into a tie, would you be one of my guys to hit in the home run derby? And the the breakdown. So Pete said, yeah, I'm your guy, and uh, and we'll make it happen. So it would be Pete, it would be Acuna, and Kyle Schwarber, who sucked last night in the home run derby. And if the American League obviously ties, and then they have their three guys, it would be Julio Rodriguez. That is the kid that hit 31 last night. And beat he, Pete. Again, who does he play for? Seattle. He's like the best rookie in, in the league this year. He's been really, really good. Okay. Seattle's won 14 I'll games. I'll take your word for it. Heading into the All-Star break. Did you I know, know that? they won 14 in a row, yeah. And it's mainly because of that guy. Oh, also, I'm sure he hit a homer in every game. Ty France. You know who that is? France Beard? France. <laughs> like the continent. Fran- Ty France? There's a guy named Ty France? Ty France. I've never heard of him. He also plays for Seattle. He is their first baseman. Another reason why they've been good. He would be in there. What's going on in baseball? And then uh, Kyle Tucker, you know who that guy is? Astros. But do you know who he is? He's Kyle. He's uh, Preston Tucker's brother. Yes. How about that? I got that. Okay. And if he didn't sign out of high school, he would have been a Gator. Yeah, he had committed he to uh, to come play at Florida. Then the hell with him. <laughs> He's been really good, too. By the way, Hernando DeSoto... Did discover a lot of things over here in this country. First man to ever have documented going uh, over the Mississippi River. How about that? He died in 1542, a year before I was born. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you could have reported on him. So, I could have. You know, Hernando. That's all he did was document that he crossed the water? Uh, he also, uh, well, he discovered Peru and stuff like that. What what in the world was going on in places like Peru and in the United States before all these guys came over from, you know, Columbus and DeSoto and Menendez and all these people came over? What was what was going on? Oh, I know what was going on. There was a different group of people living here, and they said, "Not nah, you, no, nah, you're out. Well, you're out. You're out. You're done." finished we're gonna take over that's whatever that's what happened it's not a pleasant chapter nope in the history of the world anyway mr DeSoto is uh passed away a few years ago that he did all right let's get a break we'll come back we will uh continue the conversation again if you want to call you can 392-8255 or uh, send us an email the tailgate wruf at gmail.com. Be right back. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. 
The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Storm chances diminish by sunset and overnight skies turning partly cloudy. Low temperatures very mild in the mid-70s. Tomorrow, much like today, hot and humid. Heat indices in the lower hundreds for several hours early on in the afternoon. And we'll have an all-day chance of passing downpours again, especially from the late morning into the mid to late afternoon. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. There is speculation that Cameron Smith, who just won the Open Championship, is going to join the Live Tour. We don't have any majors until next April. And if you're not worried about playing in any other events the rest of this year or the FedEx Cup or any of that, now might be the time to jump. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming in August, Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I think he recorded that right before he headed out tomorrow to uh, SEC Media. Think about this. I, I mentioned this in my uh, – uh, I again for Gators Wire. I do a lot of these things, and I, I hope you guys read them. They're I, I think they're fun to read. They're, I'm trying to have fun. Um, but one of the things I did with the storyline, the twelve storylines, the Dooley's dozen. But think about this. Everybody wants to talk about this is the beginning of SEC, of, of college football, right? This week, right? Mm-hmm. From the time Billy gets on his plane. To the start of season is forty four days. It's not the start of football season. <laughs> it's forty four days until we get from the time he's done. It's a long way away. However, we're getting closer. It's making me excited. I'm getting, I'm getting the I'm the hairs coming up a little on the back of the neck. You know, I'm getting excited about it. It's good you still have it at your age. You can make that happen. So, what does that mean? I mean, a lot of people lose their hair at your age. What are you saying? That you're healthy. I mean, it looks good. Oh, I had a good. I had a dad that had good genes. That's all it is. He didn't have those ripped ones that people buy now. No, it's like your genes. Your dad left you uh, bad skin. You know, where you had to deal with. You had to deal with it every time the it, the sun comes out. You. No, my you're grandma. In trouble. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, she you can't blame your had grandma. That red hair. The freckles. Is she the only one that's had red hair and freckles? Mm. I was the only grandkid that had it. So really? she liked me better than everybody else. Really? True fact. Right, that's a good story. Isn't that cool? It's a good story, except it's probably not true. It is true. I swear. I don't lie. Byron, what's up? You're next on the tailgate. Hey, guys. I, I tell you what, man. That, that Steve Russell show is kind of boring, man. But but I love it so much. Now I'm just going to regurgitate some of the stuff that really excited me. And you know one of my calls. Uh, 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 is one of them, but but another caller called and asked this question, guys. My memory is bad, but but y'all fill in the blanks with this. He said if you had twenty thousand dollars, I guess that's five thousand for four bets. Would would you bet who gonna win the SEC? Maybe. Uh, uh, let me let me rephrase it. Would the SEC have a team in the national championship for five thousand? Number two, would Gators outscore? They're SEC opponents. I, I can't remember all this stuff. And then we add a couple more now. What would you bet? Who gonna do this in college? And a sure bet for five thousand dollars, so I can go make me some money. Pat, you know I'm broke, man. But 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 number two, guys, this is my thing. I Steve was right. I'm an old school guy. Why the heck is the Lakers and, and uh, who else really big? The Dodgers, I can understand. My my parents like the Dodgers for Jackie Robinson, if he wanted. And I was just, and, and he hit it right on the head. So why do most black people still like the Dodgers and the Yankees and, and, and the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Uh, uh, I remember Bob Hayes from Jacksonville. But, but yeah, tell me, if they not still the number one franchises, along with the Boston Celtics and the other ones in baseball, and, and football and, and basketball. What is the new ones? He brought up Golden State and them guys. Tell me then, who replaced the Lakers and the Boston Celtics and the Yankees and the Dodgers? And tell who? Bye. 
Go Gator. All right, that's that's a lot to dissect there. Let me go to the back part of that. Yeah, the Cowboys and the Lakers are still America's teams, even though the Lakers suck. I mean, they've they've not been good for a while, and but they still are the biggest brand, I think. I mean, in my opinion, it, it's not the Celtics, um, and I don't think it's like you know the Super Bowl winners from this year. I don't think it is. I don't think. It, I mean, even though it's L.A., you know, it's not that compelling. I mean, everybody has their favorites. Those are the bigger cities that have more fans. Yeah, but I'm just bigger saying, markets. So then, that's why yeah. they're always going to be that way and and sustain that. Yeah. Um, I think the Braves are up there. To I be would, honest with you, yeah, I, that that became that way in when the South, TBS. We know what it is, yeah, yeah, certainly started. But yeah, I think if you're talking about one of the now more known franchises across the country, I think the Braves would have to be. What was the first question? I forgot it. <laughs> I should have wrote it down. <laughs> we do. We should start doing that. Yeah, writing things down. I can't remember what it was. Was it about, um, no, I can't remember. He got me, Christina may know. Christina, go ahead. She's on the phone. Oh, I thought she was piping in. All right, so, we don't. No, I'm just trying to think of what what it would have been. But no, I I mean, you're you're not going to ever have a Milwaukee or a Kansas City or franchises like that. Yeah take over and become national no, they, brands and they can have uh years like you know like Mahomes can come through and be good Cincinnati can be good for a year or two but just but like that doesn't with, mean uh, that everyone the across Royals. the country the Royals had a great year and now they've been they've fallen off the earth think what was about, that 85 yeah think about the no it was later than that they were in the World Series like in the in the 2000s I gotta look that up I you're wrong about that um and that's going to embarrass you as a baseball fan if, if I end up being right. But even with, you know, we, the the dominant franchises are going to still be the ones with the biggest markets, but it's not that hard to kind of sneak in behind them these days. Well, you see yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? The Royals were in there in like 14 or 15 too, but that doesn't mean they had a good team that year. Eighty five. Were they in the World Series? The eighty five. Yeah. Were they in the World Series? I think that was the year the Mets won. Mets beat them. So that would have been okay. Think about the Nationals. What they won at what seventeen, eighteen, seventeen, somewhere in there. They they have the most the fewest wins of any team in the in the major leagues right now. That that's baseball, and that that that's I think where where everybody wants to see college football get. But you know who's not going to be happy? The fans of the Washington Nationals or the fans of this team that all of a sudden, you know, like they would. I remember this question. If you had $5,000, would you put it down for an SEC team to be in the finals? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. And then if you had $5,000, would you say that the Gators would outscore their SEC opponents? Uh, They didn't last year, so they might have. I think they still did. Because they beat Tennessee. Well, they went two and six, so they might not have. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, But they South beat Tennessee so by bad. a lot. Uh, the South Carolina, yeah, kind of 
excuse that. Beat Vanderbilt pretty good. And that was it. That's a good question. Although, I don't know if you saw it. USC is actually, right now, the Vegas favorite to win the national title. How about that? In what sport? Football. USC who? College, college football. USC who? The Trojans. What are you talking about? The favorite to win the national championship? Yes. No. In you, Vegas. You got a bad... Uh, I will bet you another $50. I will, I, will bet, I will bet you about this bet is what you're saying. That's fine. I will bet you if you look it up and say who's who's the front runner in Vegas to win the I got so many effing like, things to look up. I mean, right just now. do it. I'll talk to Steven while you do all that. All right. He wants to talk to me anyway. What's up, Steven? <laughs> hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um talking about the franchises and their value. And this wasn't that long back, maybe a year or so ago. I read or heard uh the top five um was uh of course uh, Jerry World, number one. And they gave values, and I don't remember if I said five billion. By then, it's it's probably ten billion. Um, number two, like you were talking about, was the Lakers. Um, number three and four were European soccer leagues, probably leagues. Yeah, I think it was. Um, One, Un- Manchester United was Manchester United, yeah. Third, and then another one, and fifth was a little surprising until they explained it. Was the Knicks. Well, the Knicks were there with their value because MSG. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just some give you some information. Um, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Dan Patrick said, stat of the day. Um, but anyway, um, that's what I read. I, I, it probably hadn't changed too much. No, look, I mean, it's just like when we talk about uh, all these teams that allegedly are going to come over and – and we're going to – in college football, we're going to all change them. And we all look at it and we go, well, wait, what What do they add? What's the value they add? Well, not that much value, but they got a name. Well, it's not about a name. Like, as you said, Dallas is number one still. When's the last time they won a um, – got to a – even got to a uh, conference final? Like well, I, I guess 40 it, years I, I ago? Guess it, Some guy named Emmett was there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on the value of your stadium and how many yeah. how many shirts you sell and, and I mean and a lot of things. And, 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 and let me tell you what, Stephen, it doesn't mean that the Cowboys have fewer fans. They have, if not the same, more fans than they ever had. But it they suck. They've sucked for a long time. They've been poorly managed by a owner who uh, thinks he's a GM. And I I love that they suck. I I hate the Cowboys. That's that's my biggest NFL hate right there, Cowboys. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to tell you, that's what I read. And, and it, like I said, it it, 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 it probably changed. But, uh, um, it, of course, I'm not surprised there's a couple big soccer te- teams in there because that's the most popular sport in the world. So, oh, yeah. anyway, all right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Stephen. Who Appreciate is the, it. Who is the NFL team you dislike the most? That uh, I dislike yeah. the most? Because, I mean, you're a Dolphin guy, right? Yeah, it would have been the Bills growing up. But what is it now? I don't dislike anyone. Yeah, because the Dolphins aren't even not, relevant. I don't, so it I don't matter. really root for a team. I care more about my buddies or just people oh that I've God. interacted with, and I root for them. Are you going to do this to me? What? I'm wearing a St. Pete t-shirt today, yeah. and you're going to tell me you don't hate anybody? 
Oh, hate's a very strong word. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Well, well you're probably a big Hurricane baseball fan. <laughs> I despise those guys. <laughs> you're probably a big fan of uh, uh, Kramer Robertson, too. You know? Yeah, I do kind of dislike that guy. <laughs> you don't like a lot of people. I, I Maybe hate is too strong a word. It's just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. Nothing. If nothing, if you ain't free. That was Bobby McGee. Yeah, freedom actually was what she was talking about. But I still, I got got it right. I I appreciate that. You like that? Yeah. Little Janis Joplin. Good enough for me and my Bobby McGee. I renounce. That's good for you for you to know something that came out before, other than the two thousands when all the crap music came out. You know. I mean, you can't what go year, wrong with like Sublime, Ice Ice Baby. What year was that? Probably ninety. Okay, that was that was your era. Ninety ninety one. Taking taking one of the great uh, bass lines of all time and ruining it into a bad song. Talking about that thing was so popular. You know the whole song. Give, give me the first two lyrics. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage, and want to chump like a <sighs> candle dance. I may have to puke, literally puke in here. Golly. Killing your brain like a Christina, get me out of here. When I play this whole melody. Yeah, we better stop because I might get discovered and then I'll have to leave Dooley. No, you won't get discovered. I'll stop saying. You'll get discovered the way Vanilla Ice got discovered. And he got a freaking repair TV show out of it. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the tailgate. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quateraro. The MLB's greatest stars take to the field tonight in the 92nd MLB All-Star Game. Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Shane McClanahan will be the American League starter, facing off against Dodgers Clayton Kershaw. Tune in to coverage right here starting at 7 o'clock. Day 2 of SEC Media Days rolled on today. Nick Saban highlighted the list of speakers, and here's what he had to say on the importance of surrounding last year's Heisman winner Bryce Young with talent. Uh, so the challenge for us is to make sure that we do an outstanding job of developing the players around him so that we can continue to be a very productive offensive team. You can catch Billy Napier and the Gators at the stand tomorrow at 1 o'clock for Day 3 of SEC Media Days. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quateraro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breasts on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. 
Think you have to travel to New York or Los Angeles to get a deal on a five-carat colorless diamond in a one-of-a-kind designer setting? What if I told you people from those cities came here for these exquisite pieces of jewelry? Here to International Diamond Center. Welcome to the IDC Prestige Collection, a truly breathtaking array of large, rare diamonds, two carats and up, hand-picked for maximum brilliance and certified by the GIA. In addition, International Diamond Center is one of only 14 dealers in the world offering De Beers Forevermark Exceptional Diamonds, featuring magnificent diamonds five carats and up, including the rarest and most exquisite diamonds on the planet. The IDC Prestige Collection and the Forevermark Exceptional Diamond Collection are for the discriminating shopper with refined taste and uncompromising standards. No need to travel or have it flown in from a broker. It's all here, every day. One of America's most impressive displays of large, rare diamonds, along with the most sought-after design rings in the world international diamond center at celebration point across from the theaters Keyshawn, j will and max weekday mornings at six right here on espn 98 1 fm 8 50 a.m wruf and anywhere in the world on the wruf radio app and now more of the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Yo, I don't know. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and watch it jump like a candle dance. You know, I, as you know, I love you very much. <laughs> that is the worst thing about you, is that you I, know all the words for, to Ice Ice Baby. Well, for some odd reason. I, I Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Okay. I, I don't even know. Um, called, I know. just, I remember sitting in my room. And back then, like there was, you know, didn't have CDs yet. It was tapes. Yeah. And they always would play like the top nine at nine o'clock. And when that song came out, I thought it was like the coolest thing. So I would literally sit there and hit. By the way, you were wrong. Play record on the radio <laughs> to make sure that I could record that onto a tape. And I think just by listening to it so much. I did that in the same room that I... I could do all the words for Jesus Christ Superstar, the entire opera. Mm -hmm. And some people that. think that's stupid. Right. So. so then we're even. Yeah, I don't think so. That happened in the same... That was Andrew Lloyd Webber. You're, you're talking about... What's his name? I can't remember his real name. Vanilla Ice. What's his real name? It's like a uh, weird... Van Winkle. Something Van Something Winkle. Van Winkle. Yeah. Rip, Rip Van Winkle. What are you saying? He's got a... Uh, a a car repair show? <laughs> no, it's like a housing. Uh, it's like uh, what Chip and Joanna do, like home improvements. Oh, okay. That's who I want changing my life. Hey, some, Rip Van Winkle. some of us grow up. <laughs> Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Okay. Well, hey, Bob. Bob Van Winkle here for uh, uh, home restorations. I mean, he wore <laughs> the flat bill cap before flat bills were cool. Uh, I I still don't think they're cool. Never yeah. did think they were cool, but he did wear them first. You're right. He did. Or the double. He's like your too. guy. No, he's not. Yeah, well, he's your guy. He's not at all. He is your guy. Like my guy is. <laughs> I I would go George Harrison. Okay, Can your guy is Rip Van Winkle. No, my guy's John. I like John Fogerty. Be my guy. I'll give you John Fogerty as a. Uh, you're still 
you know. It's because I really like Creedence, Creedence Clearwater. Because you like the one song. No, I like all the songs. Give me, give me the three best songs by Creedence. Um, I know what one is. Yeah. Center field. Yeah. Long as I remember, the rain's been coming down. Yeah. Um, the one where they're uh, nickels in the train. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Duels. All right. The, well, you can't give the me The most three. valuable <laughs> sports teams, according to this list, Dallas Cowboys, $6.5 so billion. No. Yankees are at $6 billion. Knicks at 5.8. Golden State, $5.6 billion. So Golden State's come out of it nowhere. It's kind of surprising. They're yeah. that, that high, yeah. And higher than the Lakers at yeah. $5.5 billion. But when you've been that successful, obviously you live right there in that Four national area. championships here. It's still California. Yeah. I mean, four world championships. Yeah. Still California, so you still got that connection, you know. So, yeah. And then you have Real Madrid and FC Barcelona. Real Madrid, I think it is. Yes, you're right. Real. Now, how many Real Madrid games have you seen Zero. in your life? How many Barcelona games have you seen? Zero. Just a different world. I don't like soccer. I don't dislike soccer. I don't want to watch it. About, <laughs> That's a big difference. About seven years ago, I said that on these same airwaves. Oh, my God. And Becky Burley was listening. I had to... Well, she's. A, I guess she's out of town now, yeah. so she can't, can't so hear good. you. I, I, I felt bad. I, I, I love Florida soccer. soccer. Yeah. I love watching Florida soccer. But it's just it's hard to watch. It is. It's For hard. us, we're... But we're... Need a little more action. Football. You 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 played the most, the second most boring game in the world, yeah. which is baseball. Let's see what uh, Chris has for us before we end the hour. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I apologize. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. All right. Hey, uh, I heard you talking about John Fogarty, and uh, I thought of something interesting. I was thinking about him a week or two ago, and I looked him up. Do you know where he's from? Uh, I'm gonna go with it's not Gainesville. So after that, I you know, I think he, I I would assume he's from the Midwest so, somewhere. I thought I would have thought like Louisiana, something like that. He's actually born and raised in Berkeley, California, in a town right next to Berkeley, California. Well, it kind of explains a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff they did because I mean a lot of their songs were kind of protest songs. Yeah, so, more protest. I, I see yeah. your point there, but I swear every song he has seems to be about the bayou, the swamp. I just don't get. He it. was born on the bayou, according to <laughs> the song I, I heard. Yeah. All right, something weird. I thought you guys might get a kick out of it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I I mean I love Creedence. Creedence great band. I remember like. It's so funny. The other day we were talking about some album. I can't. Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, "Every Picture Tells a Story" by Rod Stewart. When I was a young boy, you say story, story. What? You say story twice. If you're going to say that, every picture tells a story, story. Okay. So anyway, I'm I I was thinking about a song came on from that album. Um. I can't remember what it was, but it was anyway on, on, and I was thinking about it and I was talking to Robbie about it that, I mean, in those days, the, the, when I was in the high school, the biggest albums I had weren't Beatle albums. They were, cause the Beatles had already kind of 
quit. So it was that. Every picture tells a story. Uh, there was a Credence album in there. There was uh, Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Mm-hmm. Or Crosby, Stills, and Nash, I think. I don't think Young was with him then. Um, and Aqualow, which right. is still one of the greatest albums of all time. My uh, my car actually has a uh, CD player, which my previous car didn't. Oh, really? So I was able to refine my CDs. I got CDs. some CDs for you. I yeah, got a few. I would take them. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I was going through my old CDs from 20 years ago, and then what's in my CD player right now is Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, Sounds of Silence, that album? It's like the greatest hits. Okay. so That's it's a, not bad. Yeah. So I was The other day, I was just, I, I found some CDs and I said, you know, I get a CD player too. And I said, let me stick a couple. Of, and I, it was, um, well, it was, one was uh, Full Moon Fever, which changed my life. That, more than any album, that changed my life. I went, holy crap, what is this? This is something different that I love. And I want to, I want to be closer to it. And Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, which is a, an album you probably so it's need. It's like dogs and cats barking? No. There's a little bit of that, but you need to get you need to get into Pet Sounds. Okay. We'll do it. Whole another hour to talk about that and, of course, maybe a little bit of sports. Christina is here producing Call Her Up, 392-8255. If you want to chat, hour two right behind us on the break. <laughs> Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org slash protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, 
even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. You know what's funny about SEC Media Days? If you take all of the, a combination of all the things that are said, not by the coaches, but by the SEC Network commentators, who I, I like them all. I mean, I'm, I'm very good friends, as you know, with Laura Rutledge, Peter Burns. I don't know about Tim Tebow. I think he, I think we're friends, but I never see him. So all these people. Everybody should go 12-0 and 0 in the end. Everybody's going to be good. Yeah, but isn't that their job to talk about the positives right I now in the offseason? And talking about what's going to happen. You want to get your I, fan base excited. But that's not what I want to hear. But you want to get everybody else's fan base excited and interested. They, you, you don't want to tune in and have them talk about the Gators and say how they're going to suck. Well, I kind of did a little bit, but um, he was so... Um, Effervescent in his praise for Anthony Richardson yesterday. It was, I I hope. Look, I hope he's right. I think all of us are sitting here going, we all hope that everybody who is talking about Anthony Richardson in a positive way is dead on right. They all get it. They all know it. I got to see it. That's just me. I'm a show me guy. Mm-hmm. I should be. I should live in Missouri. Because I'm a show me guy. Yeah, be in that state. Yeah, your license plate could say it. I, it would, but it's kind of interesting the way they uh, you're just hearing all the talk. It's like everybody pretty much in, in the end is going. Well, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia, and we don't know which ones. You know, it's it's a toss up as to which one's going to win the whole thing. But they're gonna. It's going to be those two teams. Right, and so then, but why, if you're then any of the other schools, do you want to sit there and tune into that? I I don't. Right, so that's then why I haven't. So then, allow those guys to talk about that everyone's going to win the national title and they're going to be good. But they're not. They're all. They're. they're but they. They all have a positive spin on your demise. Okay. The your Pittsburgh pet. Pirates had a chance to win the World Series before this the season started. No, they didn't. No, they did. No, they didn't. 
Are you saying the Jaguars have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. No, you're not. Before no. week one? You haven't no, seen them no. yet? They could have completely changed with a new coaching All staff. Right. Let's eliminate SEC teams from a chance to win the league. Okay. Okay. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Clark Lee did not overwhelm me today. I can tell you that. Uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi. Well, Ole Miss, I wouldn't eliminate. I would go Mississippi State. Missouri. Missouri. Uh, Vandy and Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. I would not eliminate Arkansas. They've got the they've got they, a brutal well, schedule. Well then if that's again, the but. case, then you're you're talking about only three teams you've just eliminated. I can eliminate a couple more. Okay. Then go ahead and say it. I I don't want to offend their fan base. <laughs> yeah, because you have everybody calling you up and Auburn. I would, well, I would say that more because of their coach. Yeah, I would. I would also. I, I. Yeah. All right. So, who do you think can win it? So you go Alabama, Georgia, and then you go. I. I wouldn't put Florida in there. I would eliminate Florida right away. What if Anthony Richardson's really good? That changes everything. Did Cam Newton not go win a national championship with a really crappy team? It was not a great team, but they I, I guarantee you that team was deeper than this Florida team. No. So, yeah. They had some good players. It wasn't like a bunch of bums out there. I don't agree. What? What don't you agree with? I don't agree that they had a better team than Florida. I'm, I'm saying you take the two quarterbacks out, I think they were better than Florida. They won the national title. Right. Because of one guy. But I'm just saying, so you're, the hope for Florida is that he is that kind of guy. Right, so right? you can't right now say that Florida's not going to win the national title because you don't know what Anthony Richardson yeah, I, can or can't do. I, I think the league's better. I think it's harder did, to win. But did you think Cam Newton was going to make Auburn win a national title yeah. before that year? I did not. Right. So then that's all I'm but saying the is league you can't eliminate him right good now. Then. That's what I would say to you. I think it's far-fetched to say that, of course. But you can't just flat out say they're not going to win. Right. I get your point. Okay. Your point's a good one. Then let's talk to the cattleman because his points are never good. What's up, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there, guys? Uh, yeah, uh, I can be the buzzkill of the villain, the um, skunk at the garden party on this show, I guess. And I got a fun one to start off with today, guys. A little sanky talk and a little feel still for you today, guys. Okay. Hey, um, Jeff, you ever get over to Naples, um, Bonita Beach, over there on the southwest Florida coast? Y'all probably done the rubber chicken circuit over there? Yeah, I've, d I've been down there a few times, Naples, Fort Myers area. Yeah. While well, I was bouncing around, just kind of stumbled into this today, guys. You know, everybody loves going to the beach and the palm trees and the waves and the sand and all that. Do you not guys know that 11 southwest Florida beaches are closed or are highly uh, discouraged right now? I think Bonita Beach is closed. For what reason? <laughs> Fecal pollution. Nice. You, 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 you don't see that one much in the Chamber of Commerce, do you? No, they're probably not putting that on the website. <laughs> that, that and the, was it the red tides? Those two usually don't make the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Did something get in the water? Or like no, the, the fish are having a bunch of issues. It's the uh, the cruise ships. They ah, just dump they it all dump out it all? there, yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, probably. They don't know, but anyway, wherever it comes from. But uh, 11 Southwest Florida beaches are pretty much close. Well, to we live in the middle of the state. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I figured y'all get a kick out of that one. Maybe not. Hey, guys, um, I heard uh, Greg, speaking of South Florida, I heard Greg Sankey and Phil Steele interview today, guys down there on Joe Rose QAM this morning. And, guys, I've heard Phil Steele four or five times interviewed now. It's not too hard to figure out his dog and pony show. But to play along on y'all's question, first off, guys, it's Georgia, Florida, excuse me, Florida, Alabama, and Texas A&M at about 25 to 1 out in Vegas to win the uh, national title. And everybody else, you can get 50 to 1 or better. It's a three. It's really a two-and-a-half team league this year. Y'all disagree with me on that? Probably not. I think it's a two-team league. I don't. I don't know who the half. Yeah, team yeah. Is. Tw- Twenty-five to one is not much odds, is it? It's really a two-team league. Well, hell, it's a six-team sport right now. Yeah, and that's what's unfortunate. You, you'd love to see it expand, just for maybe the hope that one game, some random team. I mean, Pat's wearing a uh, a, a peacock T-shirt yeah, today St. from St. Peter's. Yeah. The beat Kentucky in the in the big dance. So. We don't get those opportunities yeah, okay. in football. Well, guys, uh, let me just throw my, my still thing and then my thank you. Thank you really turned my stomach today, guys, speaking of not such great stuff. But, um, you know, guys, if you start to think about it, one of my favorite sayings, Pat, is somebody's got to go to Spurrier's Bowl, favorite bowl he likes to talk about, the Camping World Stadium Bowl. Um, he, Kentucky thinks they're winning 10 games. Tennessee's going to be picked second in the East down there when they do the media poll. If Florida thinks it could win 10 games, if Richardson's good. Um, who am I leaving out here? I, I think those are probably the three underneath Georgia in the East. Well, the South Carolina, and Missouri, both think they're going to have good yeah, years. Well, too. Yeah. I don't hear much. I don't hear much about them. But the, the supposed three best teams in the league are in the West. So if you slot four, five, and six for the East, uh, Phil Steele will never say, "Oh, this team's going to be terrible, man." They're going to the Birmingham Bowl. You'll never hear Phil Steele say something like that. But it sounds to me like once you get underneath Georgia in the East, you're talking about the fourth, fifth, sixth best teams in a 14 team league. Okay, yeah, I think. That's, and, I, and going back, and, and going back to my study, there was a time when many, there was a time in the uh, late nineties when uh, even when um, it was Florida, Tennessee, and then the other teams in the West. So I mean, it's, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But you, know, you think about all it these, cycles in and out. Yeah, you got the what you got? You got a you got a bowl in Jacksonville. Does Orlando have two bowls? I mean, how many bowls are in the state? I got of nine. Right I, now? Think, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Phil Steele's going to tell you, it's, it's looking up for about everybody. But at the end of the day, everybody's going eight and four, seven and five, six and six. But uh, just kind of, yeah. how do y'all see the, the East shaking out below Georgia? I guess we got some time to talk about this real quick. How, how, Pat, if you had a vote, who would you pick for second in the East? Well, I mean, uh, my, my, I would, if I was basing it purely on talent and coaching, which doesn't always work out some of its schedule, I would pick Tennessee. Second, I would probably pick Florida third, Kentucky fourth, and then I looked at Kentucky's schedule, and it's really easy. Yeah, I, I would flip Tennessee yeah. and Kentucky. I, I'd say I might, I might change Kentucky that up. two, yeah. Florida three, Tennessee four. Yeah, yeah, I, it's a flip of coin. I believe USA Today's released their poll. I think they had Florida pay for fifth in the East, but it's all once you get below Georgia, it's about a bunch of average, mediocre teams. And my just we'll guess how it all shakes That's out. All it is, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Probably who you're going to get on quarterback play, but it is amazing to me, Pat. I'm going to bring this up. I want to talk about Sankey, but you're not hearing anything about Hendon Hooker. And if you get past the great teams last year, he probably had the best stats in the league. I know everybody. I heard you on your podcast, Pat, talking about Tennessee going seven and six. Tennessee really went eight and five, got screwed in the ball game. But if you go look at Hendon Hooker's numbers last year, they're outrageous. 
No, they were great. He was really good at the end of the year. But um, uh, it, it, look, I'll I, I'll give you seven and five. I'm not going to give you uh, eight and five because you didn't win the game. Yeah, well, actually, they did. They crossed the plane. But they no, didn't you didn't win the game. The, uh, at the end uh, of the no, game, at the end of the game, there was a winner uh, and a loser. They crossed the plane. They Tennessee the was plane. a loser. Nah, they weren't. They crossed the plane. Doesn't matter. They didn't interest. matter. You know what? You nah, know, nah, in 1975, the guy didn't score a two-point conversion at NC yeah, okay. State against Florida, but they it still counts as a loss for the uh, Gators, eight it, it, to seven. It, 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 so don't yeah, tell me about that. Off. It was a complete rip-off. If it happened in Florida, you'd be crying like a baby. Pat. No, I wouldn't. I, 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 it, it happens. You have yeah, to it deal does with happen. It. Yeah, if, if you're going to get ripped off, it might as well be a meaningless bowl game where nobody cares. But no, I just kind of you cared. Clearly, you cared. Well, I mean, just you know, yeah, I, I think going back to Phil still, uh, Pat. I think you can get you know, even though Florida normally wins this game series or funny like that. I believe you can get plus three on Florida in that uh, Tennessee game this year. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But, guys, I heard Sankey today, and it just really repulsed me today, guys. Sankey is still using that student-athlete term four or five times in the interview. I bet him. I bet he might have said student-athlete seven, eight times in a ten-minute interview today. Does anybody anymore even pretend the charade of a student-athlete? Well, I think uh, a lot of people do, and I think it's, it's – uh, but it's all within uh, the conference. It's not in the in the public. It's certainly not in the media anymore. People, I don't refer to them as student athletes, even though I know a lot of them are student athletes. I mean, Florida had 389 people get on the student athlete SEC honor roll this year. I mean, they they broke all kinds of records, and that's great. I mean, they're they're getting their education. Ninety percent of them, ninety five percent of them are going to need those educations. So. Um, you, know, you, you don't hear that term much anymore. I you don't hear it much. Yeah, I think I think because of NIL, I think people have gotten away from it. Yeah. What? What? And, what, what, what you know, Bryce Young, they're they're showing pictures of him on Radio Row or whatever they call it down there. Here's the million dollar man, Bryce Young, our favorite student athlete. It just doesn't pass the smell test much. Well, what, what word would way, Pat, you use, Mike? Does he still uh, Does he still not uh, get his degree? Here, here's a here's here's pro player Bryce Young from Bama. Here's here's professional football player Bryce. Here's pro player Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, they're all pro players. They're all pro players now. No, they're still in school. uh, So you can't pass. You can't call them pro. You really really want me. I think people who insist on using that student-athlete term at this point are making themselves look like a a fool. Well, I don't think they look like a fool. I I will say this. It's a term that I don't use anymore. I just call them players. And how long, Pat, by the way, I mean, we all know Kentucky basketball players probably don't even go their second semester at Kentucky historically. How long till they go ahead and just loosely affiliate these dudes with these schools and don't even drop the charade altogether about even attending class? How, how far is that off? I don't know. That That's a big question I think a lot of people have is when when does it become actually a job and, and when you don't have to yeah. go to class and stuff. I don't know when that's going to be. I hope it never yeah. happens, but it, it probably is headed that way. Yeah, I mean, the dirty little secret is these guys we watch on Saturday shouldn't be at Santa Fe Community College. They're just not real bright, but they can play football. So it's time to drop the drop. The well, game. that's it's, it's but you're, you're again, you're painting the broad brush as you always do. You're painting a broad brush around all the student athletes yeah. at, hey, at, at every hey, school you know, in America. Some of them are, are brilliant. Some of them are 4.0 students. You can't paint. Yeah. You can't use yeah, that yeah, broad yeah, you brush. Can, you, you can cherry pick a few exceptions, but most of them are more. I, 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 I can cherry pick a lot of exceptions. 
And by the way, I can't believe you're talking while Lane Kiffin and his new tan is, are on TV. That's a spray Seinfeld. tan for sure. It is totally a spray tan. It's not real. You don't get sun like that in Oxford. Do you, it's like as soon as I start to make a point, he hangs up. You know that? Because I think he's afraid. Gets a scared. I'm going to hang up on him. But to me, I, I don't agree with him because you're still, you still have to pass classes. In order to you participate in sports. Yes, you cannot. So you have to be a student. You Look, it is set up for you. You get to have tutors. You get people that will help you out. But you still have to go to school. And, and it yes. helps. There's no way this is not helping young people in America, especially young African-American people. I mean, a lot of people like like him, who I, I, I've said this before, is is very racist in a lot of the things he says. He doesn't believe that African-American people should be allowed to go to school, basically. I, that's the cattleman, okay? It, it, if it allows them to get into school and, get, and make their lives better, people who maybe weren't in the best high schools, people that weren't had the uh, difficult upbringings, that's a good thing. Why is that a bad thing? The bottom sure. line is we all want to watch the best players play, and we hope that they go to school and continue to uh, and go with their education, but you can't sit here and and tell me that that people shouldn't be in school. When I've been around so many guys that I, I just admire so much, um, not only as players but as people and as students. You know, whether it's Danny Warfel or whether it's Kevin Carter, whether it's Alex Brown. Uh, whether you know, call me last night. We talked. Uh, it. it there's just so many of them to say I'm cherry picking is just stupid, but that would be Tennessee Mike in a nutshell. In a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out. Can't get out. This is me. All right, let's get a break. We'll uh, come back, keep the uh, conversation rolling right here on our Titan MRI hotline. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, Gainesville, and here's what's trending. The MLB All-Star Game is tonight in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. Coverage for the game will start right here at 7 p.m. tonight. Greg Sankey, the commissioner for the SEC, has said today that the SEC is not looking to spread or add more schools. He explained that the SEC is unbothered by the Big Ten and the Big 12 situation, and will not shake its identity to add a few more teams. Gator track and field's Anna Hall finishes her season with a bronze medal in the heptathlon at the two-day seven-event competition during Track and Field World Athletic Championship. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. 
No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible, so check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year, so help us help the Gainesville community. Baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You know, my man Mike Lee, too, I don't agree with him politically on a lot of things. And he and I have had these discussions. He's a great guy to talk to about anything. But um, and, and he and I don't agree with a lot of things, but he, I, I agree with his dislike for raccoons getting in his trash, things like that. But I think he's... He is the funniest guy now at SEC Media Days. I thought Kiffin was really good uh, yesterday. And nobody after this is going to be any good. I mean, think about who you got coming up. You think it's Brian Harson's going to be good? I don't think Billy Napier, we've heard his spiel. Mm-hmm. We know what it's going to be. We need NIL money. But uh, today, Mike Leach said uh, somebody asked him about having to wear a tie. (laughs) Having to wear a tie to SC Media Days. And he said, the guy who invented the necktie, he's an idiot. (laughs) When they invent a time machine, that guy is in trouble. And I would go on the record and go, you're damn right he is. (laughs) 
Well, the necktie is the dumbest thing that was ever invented. And we have gone through certain phases. You know, certainly even back when you start in this business, you got to wear a suit and tie on the air, and now you're getting off of it. We're just the the jacket. Well, and And, a lot of it was because of COVID. COVID kind of changed the way people dressed in a lot of ways. uh, Where, hey, look, all all I got to do is be on the air, (laughs) you know if no, I'm wearing it, if I'm wearing a uh, t-shirt, no, I'm gonna all, be okay. All that's, all that's sham. You, you weren't even allowed to have facial hair ten years ago, and now you can do whatever you want. You just, th- it's just different. It's all changed. So now you're going to probably go through a phase where some people don't care about having a necktie. Some people will be very old school and they'll say, "Yeah, you've always got to wear one." It's just whatever your that entity that you're working for demands, you know, yeah. then you have to do it. And you know what's funny is uh, when I was trying to become the Gainesville Sun sports columnist and the publisher was pushing, he didn't, pushing away, and didn't want me to be the, the guy. It's a, it's a sad story, and it worked out. My boss said, why don't you wear a tie to work every day? So I wore a tie to work every day. But for like two years, I think, and every game I went to, I wore a tie. But most of the time, it was a Sergeant Pepper's tie. It was like all characters. I wasn't going to like totally. Give in. Yeah, give in. And like even these, you know, the only time I ever wear a tie now is weddings and funerals. So, yeah. I mean, there, and that's uh, even there's hard. obviously certain times you got to do it, but others then whatever. Be cash. Still look good. I mean, don't stroll in with like cut off jeans. But you don't wear a tie to do anything anymore, right? I mean, when I have to, I do. When? When's the last time you wore a tie? Hosting the Hall of Fame banquet. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much required. Was that the Brandon James one? No, it was Tim Tebow. Didn't Brandon go in? Yeah. But no. I wouldn't say well, that that way, would be the guy out no, of all of them. The, the, the reason I bring that up is I just did a uh, another one of those Dooley's Dozens and I did the specialists. And uh, as you know, Brandon James... He should was be. very high up in that. He was very good. All right, let's get uh, back to the phones. Old Gator joins us next. Hey, Old Gator. Hey, Gil. Thanks for taking my call. I just got an NIL comment and an NIL question and maybe one football question. I thought uh, early on before it even has started and certainly before it became what it is now that NIL might keep some guys in school a little bit longer. Uh, football and basketball, and I think that's proven out. If they're not a high, like a Colin Castleton, not a super high draft pick, and uh, you know, bird in the hands worth two in the bush, and take what you can get. And I think that'll continue. But my NIL question for y'all is, what's to keep a coach from going to certain guys on the team? Or, or let's say, let's say Nick Saban. What's Nick Saban keep him from going to Bryce Young? and saying, hey, look, you're over the threshold on how much you're making. Uh, I need your scholarship so I can give to somebody else. Well, what, what's to keep that from happening? Is there any rule, or is that just a strategy that we're yet to see, or what? Well, I think the SEC has a rule now that you have to live with all four years of a guy's scholarship. I think that's an SEC rule. Uh, it was It was a problem before, but I think they changed it. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to stay. It just means you have to honor it for four years. So I don't know that they could do yeah, that. But, 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 I mean, look, Nick Saban used to do that all the time. In fact, 
I had a uh, the uh, boyfriend of my um, niece who actually played with Tim Tebow in in, um, in in high school had his scholarship his last year just said revoked, and I think the SEC came down and said we can't you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. You can't just cancel a kid's scholarship just because you don't think he's good enough. I don't I, I have to look that up. I, I have to check on that. I'm, I, if there's a rule that, that it would cover what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm you know, let's say the guy's making let's say 200000 a year on NIL money. He could buy it, especially if he's in-state to where he's going, he could cover his own cost and they could give the scholarship to somebody else and end up with 95 scholarships. Well, that and 95. And that, yeah, players. and that is going to happen, and that is happening a little bit, where uh, they're they're bringing players in if they can. And again, you're not supposed to be able to negotiate with them on what they can get before uh, they come here. But you know what's happening, and they go, hey, you know, you can come in here as a walk on, but we're going to give you more money than any uh, anybody else on the team, and and so we you can uh, jack up the scholarships. Yeah, I mean that's. There, this is the dangerous part that we have dealing with uh, NIL. Well, normally the NCAA makes up rules on the front end, not totally, but I think now we're going to have to have rule, rules making up, breaking them up as we go, uh, because we just hadn't hadn't gone this way before. But my, um, I thank you for your comment. My football question is, uh, it, it, I want y'all to give me a feel good answer, okay? Uh, what? What is the difference now between Billy Napier and Will Muschamp? And I got my own thoughts about that. But basically, we're going to run the ball and play defense. And I got an athletic quarterback. Then Jeff Driscoll, now Anthony. Uh, I mean, what's the difference between when Muschamp said that when he came in and and now? Because Muschamp came in with Alabama's old offense, and we didn't have Alabama's old players. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just wondering now, is, is there a difference with Napier? I mean, I've got more confidence in Napier than I had in Will from the start, but that's just me. Yeah, no, old Gator, I think there, there's certainly a track record of, of success. And, and Pat and I will tell you to this day, how I mean, to me, Will's still my favorite coach that I've ever dealt with here, at least from a football well, standpoint. Like so yeah, everybody yeah. loves him to death, but he wasn't meant to be a head coach. I don't think he knew how to – control it, handle it, and understand it. And the best part about Billy Napier, at least I think from what I've seen and being around him and talking to him, like he is that perfect CEO. He obviously knows the game, being around the the background that he has with his dad and being around him for forever and all the times he's been around football. But he has hired so many people to just go out and do their specific job. And this guy is just concentrating. Like if, if If he tells you you're supposed to put out the coffee every morning, you better be the best damn coffee putter outer that's on this planet because that's your only job. So he's done that for 50 different hires. I mean, we, we saw all the hires that he's made. So everybody in their specific role should understand what each player is doing, their position, how to get better. You have analysts now trying to make these guys better. So I just think that he's in way more of a better position to be successful on the field because of his knowledge and, and the stuff that he's been through. And I and I think Old Gator. I think the the biggest problem for Will Muschamp that was that he he protected his own defense. Sure, he was a defensive oh, coach yeah. who protected oh, his yeah. defense. And I don't think Billy Napier gives a rat's ass who's better, offense or defense or special teams. I think he's going to make make uh, 
special teams better. He's gonna, you know, he's not gonna uh, be conservative on offense. They are gonna try to run the ball, which, you know, who else does? Georgia, Alabama, you know. I mean, but he, I don't think he's gonna totally lose track of what makes you a good team, which I think will. I mean that. I mean again, we we're talking about his second year. They were eleven and one. I mean, it's not like they were. He he did a terrible job, but uh, and with Driscoll especially, uh, but the next year Driscoll got hurt. There was all kinds of problems, and it, he it, that's when he showed that he wasn't a good head coach. To be honest with you, and as as Jeff said, I I, I I like him as more than a coach that's ever been here, other than Coach Spur. Well, our, our our previously I call them discarded coaches. All of them had at least one good year. I mean, really, Mullen had three. Uh, in the sense of that we thought it was going to go further. McElwain and Mushkamp couldn't sustain it. But anyway, I, I, my comment on Napier, there's a lot of things about his character and, and his background that are hopeful to me. But him having been a quarterback himself it is, is, a, is a big factor for me. Uh, uh, Spurrier said he likes the way he coaches. That's one of the things he likes because he's working with the quarterbacks. I, I got a confidence level in that myself. Well, here's hey, the thing. Let's you. let's look at let's look at former quarterbacks who have been head coaches of Florida. Spurrier was pretty good, right? Yep. Galen Hall was a good quarter was a quarterback and a pretty good coach. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Jim McElwain, and I'm okay. You never know. It's, it's all going to depend on how all this stuff works out. The bottom line is, he's got a plan. He's going to try to do it here. If he doesn't do it. He'll find another job. I mean, I, I just, I think I like him a lot. I think everything that he has said makes a lot of sense. But who knows what's how it's all going to work out? Well, uh, I, you know what, what we all want to hear is sustained success, and I have reasonable amount of confidence that we we can see that. Of course, I think the league is tougher now than it was when. Spurrier started when Coach Spurrier started. Absolutely, uh, but you know the the, the thing that Spurrier was able to do was, you think about it, his worst year in twelve years at Florida was nine and four. Yeah, that, that's tremendous. That wasn't tremendous. four and eight. Yep. We've had four and eight and six and seven, and, and so I mean the bottom line is you've got to be able to sustain that, and you only sustain it through recruiting. And be, be, uh, building a culture and then recruiting well to it. it it's hard. It's, it's harder than ever. Uh, you, you, you hit it right on the head. It's harder than ever in this conference. I mean, gosh, everybody's getting a billion dollars all the time. So, Pat, what you're saying for us old guys is uh, Spurrier's worst year, we'd settle for that record this year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it would be uh, – Napier might be coach of the year if, uh, if they go 9-4 this year. And then immediately, Gator fans would have their expectations back on the on top yep. of the planet again. And they'd be all mad when they went 9-4 the next year. Well, look, th- thanks for taking my call. I appreciate your show. All right, old Gator, thank you. Let's uh, sneak Porter in. Hey, Porter. Hey, I just wanted to have a uh, comment about the attire. Um, yeah, the, you know, cultures change, what's accepted changes, and that kind of thing. But I think, you know, at least over the you know, recent history, where you're ex- expected to, uh, you know, wear a tie, I mean, your, your 
a formal aware is a wedding, a funeral, and a court appearance. You know, and uh, but now court appearances people. are even on Zoom and SEC media days. Well, maybe so. My, 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 my point is, I mean, I, I remember the days when the coaches were all standing out there and, and one would take, uh, Wimp Sanders would take his coat off and then <laughs> and he would look like he's wearing like a like a, a tank top because it was, he was sweating so much and, and, and he had sleeves and, and a tank top for some strange reason, what it looked like. But, you know, I, I, my one year, uh, I went to Furman for one year. And my first year, I was up there, and they, they were all dressing up in ties. And they were, what do you guys do? It wasn't required. But I was—I looked like the odd man out, and, and sure, I didn't care. And they're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> he's having just as much fun as we are, and he's not hot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it, 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 that even for one or two more years after that, mid '80s, I guess you know, you'd still see they go to like Auburn on the road, and there'd still be a bunch of those yo-yos all all gussied up. You know, I, I will say Ole Miss, the chicks at Ole Miss look great dressed up. Fine. They, they're the more power to them. They need more of that. But as far as the, the guys and we're going to tie to I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't see that it adds any, it doesn't make you look, you know. I, I don't think the guys are hoping you are looking at them. It just I'm going to go on the record there and say that. Point, point well taken, but I don't think the, 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 the female counterpart is thinking that they look especially. I think they still, they think, man, they look especially hot in the wrong way. But anyway, um, and I, I've always thought it was kind of odd. You know, the, the NFL has their strict rules as far as you know uh, representing the league and so forth. But isn't the NBA like one of the strictest as far as like appearance? They were, the they were before COVID. And now they they kind of let you wear whatever you wear your jumpsuit. Yeah. You can. Yeah, because I remember huggy bear Billy, on the Billy found out uh, when he first got to the uh, Oklahoma City, he had to wear his jacket. Mm-hmm. Not not just a coat and tie. I mean, just, not just a tie. He had to wear his jacket the whole game. And he's like, why? I take it off in like two seconds in. But they, that was that was the deal until COVID came, and then you could wear whatever you want. You know? So I don't know if that's going to change. But, yeah, I'm not a big tie fan. Just. No, I'm, I'm not either. And last year we were talking about Spurrier and his records and, and nine and four being the low point. And remember, we've said it before. This was this was an era. On top of everything else, Tennessee was a really strong team for much of those years, and you know, thinks they should have had more than you know what they had. But they kept running into Florida at the wrong time of the year, quote unquote. And Florida State every year ending the season with Florida State, and they were in the, the strongest they've ever been. So um, that 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 twelve year period nine and four is the lowest. That, that, that's even better than, than uh, it gets credit for. Yeah, at the, the same time, I mean Georgia was not very good during that stretch. LSU was well, not be, very that, good. Be, Georgia was not very good because of Spurrier. You can't claim him on that. No, they were not very good because of Ray Goff. That's why they weren't very good. Well, some, but I mean, and LSU wasn't good because of Mike Archer. I mean. It, it, he was he was a superior coach to guys that, that weren't bringing in great talent. So, but I will say this: you're right. I mean, for a guy who had to deal with uh, Tennessee and FSU every year, uh, in fact, I remember going to ni- into '96. I remember telling people, "Well, this won't be the year because they got to go on the road to play both Tennessee and LSU, or, uh, FSU." And of course, it ended up being the year. So, you know, you, you learn that you have to not worry about that. 
That's because Scott's smiled on the Gators, as the, the man said. All right, enjoy the show, man. Go Gators. Keep All right, Porter, appreciate you. Let's uh, snag a break. We'll come back and continue things. You are listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance God, plan that'll keep it cool that all year wish, long. I, and there is I, I nobody be better at it so than bad, Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no there. surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap so with some aches Clark and pains and need any today, type of chiropractic treatment, time, there's nobody Vanderbilt better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. No. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Storm chances diminish by sunset, then overnight skies turning partly cloudy. Low temperatures very mild in the mid-70s tomorrow, much like today. Hot and humid heat indices in the lower 100s for several hours early on in the afternoon. And we'll have an all-day chance of passing downpours again, especially from the late morning into the mid to late afternoon. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. I think Steph is one of the most unique players the game of basketball has ever seen. But LeBron James, he's in a different individual category. We can get into all the metrics. He's a leader in points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals. I mean, the only thing he doesn't lead statistically by a wide margin is number of threes. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ball game 
listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we are back. We uh, have a short segment right now. We got, we still have another break to get, but I, I'm curious, Jeff, what you think about um, Ricky Pearsall be, getting the number one, which came out a couple days ago. He's, yeah, we talked about it yesterday. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we talked about Brenton Cox being number one. No, we didn't. Golly. Is that a full day ago? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about it? I said that's a pretty bold move by Napier, but okay. it's a good thing. I forgot. I was I was sleeping. I I literally went to bed at eight o'clock last night. I was so tired. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock. I went eight to eight. I, I mean, it's hard to do that. Yeah, eight to eight. It's very hard. Yeah, but I think it does show you that obviously Pearsall made an impact. He's come in, and I mean, this guy was Arizona State's best wide receiver. So you would think that he'd come in here and have a purpose for for wanting to transfer and and play hard and do his thing and give him credit for earning it. Now, I don't know if the number one means as much as it did under Dan Mullen because, remember, that was really, really coveted. And that was what Mullen actually talked about. Maybe somebody asked him that, hey, does number one mean something? And Napier comes out and says, no, we just didn't have somebody with a number one because Copeland left, so he got it. Let me see how many of the... Because uh, Shorter's not going to change his number. No. Whittemore's not going to change his number. Like, Should you're not going to change no. your number just to go to one at the end of the year, so maybe he just gets it by default. Let me see if you can if you can get any, maybe any of the players who have numbers of previous Heisman winners. Okay. Okay, so number seven would be... Don't look. You're looking, you're looking at the screen. I can't see that far. <laughs> um, number seven, of course, Danny Werfel's numbers. Yeah. Everybody knows. Um, is there one offense and one defense? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Seven. Yeah, it's it's uh, Trevor Etienne, Etienne. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris McClellan, a defensive tackle, which okay. that seems an odd number for a defensive tackle. Uh, Fifteen, you know one of them. Yeah, AR... And, uh, Don't say AR-15. I didn't. I, I said AR. AR. And then uh, Wingo is the other 15. Yeah. Okay. And then um, who was the other Heisman winner? Spurrier. So Kitna, Kitna took Trass, 11. Yeah. And then is it uh, Jalen Young? Jordan Young. Jordan Young. Yeah. Okay. Defensive back. Yeah. So, hey. You know, I, I remember that used to be a, a, a common story in, during media day. I would go around and ask guys that were 7, uh, 11, and 15. You know, if do they, you know who if, wore your yeah. number? And I remember Luches Purify is like, yeah, I think I do. Because he was 15, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was the new Tebow right after Tebow, I think. And he didn't know. <laughs> He was happy he had 15. He, he wanted that number. So, yeah. Not that any of this matters in the world of college football. 
to be honest with you. Numbers don't but matter. I do. Think, they matter to them. But I, I do think number-wise in football matters more than any other sport. Cause you yes, don't, you because you don't see their faces. Yes, exactly. So well, you identify them by number, and that's the only way to really kind of tell them. I, I will sit here and tell you I can't tell you one number on the Gator basketball or foot baseball team. Not one. I would I would be totally guessing. I have no idea. Was Fabian 24? <laughs> see, I have no idea. But football, I could, you know. You have to identify them by number. Yeah. And then if they, if they probably walked by you, you wouldn't be able to tell who they were because they weren't wearing their jersey. But if a basketball player or a baseball player walked by, you'd be able to tell who they were. I actually because you're used to seeing their faces. I went to that Thursday lunch bunch the other day. Yeah, and David Young was there. Remember, David Young was an offensive lineman under Urban. We had a great talk, and but when he sat down, I had no idea who he was. He should have been wearing his number, right? You'd have been able known. to identify it. Then after we talked, I knew who he was. All right, let's get one final break. We'll do that. We'll come back and uh, wrap up a Tuesday edition of The Tailgate. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, Gainesville, and here's what's trending. Greg Sankey, the commissioner for the SEC, has said today that the SEC is not looking to spread or grow. He explained that the SEC is unbothered by the Big Ten adding both USC and UCLA and will not shake its identity to add more schools. The MLB All-Star Game is tonight in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. Coverage for the game starts here at 7 p.m. tonight. And Gator Track and Field's Anna Hall finishes her season with a bronze medal in the heptathlon at the two-day, seven-event competition during the Track and Field World Athletic Championship. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. Have a wonderful day. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you You will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing, making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose. No games, no nonsense. Just the best values every day on Diamond engagement rings and fashion jewelry and that's what drives me every day i work to have that inventory at the right price 365 days a year so when you come here you're not getting schnooker you're getting the right price on the right item all the time period international diamond center at celebration point online shopidc.com sports scene with steve russell weekdays at noon right here on espn 98.1 fm 850 a.m wruf and on your phone with the wruf radio app the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley continues here on espn 98.1 fm 850 a.m wruf and on your phone with the wruf radio app All right, final few minutes. If we uh, run out of time and forget to thank Christina, we'll do that now. Thanks, Christina. First time producing ever, right? Look at that. No hiccups at all. Not none. None. A wily veteran already. So, so uh, pretty good. Anybody that uh, called her up, if you didn't, I mean that's your bad because you had an opportunity on her first time ever to uh, make an impact, and you didn't. I, I if some one more person tells me that South Carolina is going to beat Georgia this year, stop. I, it it keeps it, it's just stop. That's not even stupid. It's not. Well, it, I, I'm telling you, everybody on this SEC network is saying I, I see this as a big upset. Not it's not happen. happening. All right, here's what did happen. Okay. Major League Baseball draft. Okay. I want you is to tell me year? which school had the most players drafted this year. I will give you a hint. LSU. It was a Gator opponent. No. LSU didn't even make the top five. I must have seen a different list. <laughs> I thought I was going to kill you with that. Um, well, then I'm going to go guess-wise instead of I thought I knew it. I'll go with, um, wow. Wow. Because I don't think it's Ole Miss. Gators didn't play Ole Miss. Yeah, they didn't. Maybe Arky? Gators did play Arkansas. Yeah. But they were third with nine. Two uh, teams better than that. Also, both Gator opponents. Not Georgia. Not South Carolina. Uh, Auburn? Gators didn't play Auburn. Alabama? Nope. Okay, so I've named every school in the league. Except for the best one. Oh, Tennessee? Yes. I, I, did, I wanted to avoid them. Tennessee was second, actually. So there was one school with more drafted players. And that was? Oklahoma. Team that beat the Gators to end their season. They had 11 guys drafted from that team. You know... Th- that was a really good baseball team that came in here. And again, I, I give Florida credit for hanging in there and almost beating. Yeah, and, and and think about but think about how all this stuff works. Yeah. Because 
obviously the Gators played really good down the stretch. We go on a run in the SEC tournament to make me stuck there till Sunday. Yes. And it makes so it a really it's long all about week. you is what Because well, I missed you, and I wanted to come uh, back and do radio with you. And not play golf <laughs> and go to bars and drink. Like, why, who would want to do that? Me? Oh. <laughs> so, you get stuck there all week. Yeah. But it's a good thing because now you're hosting, right? Yeah. Oh, sweet. We get to be at home. So, you get a one seed and they... Well, Right, you get Oklahoma as the two seed. You're better off being a two seed. You, you, if you don't think about that, if they would have lost on Tuesday in the SEC tournament, yeah, they would have been a two seed in Miami, who sucked, yeah, and that's where Ole Miss went as a two seed, and, and they well, become no, the eventual Miss was a three three seed. Yeah, they become the eventual two national champions. Who was a two? Um, you don't remember. I don't remember either, but they, they wouldn't have put Florida and Ole Miss as a 2-3. Correct. So you Ole Miss have, would have been out of there. Yeah. And could have played somebody different. But, but that's that's how that's sports part of work. Life, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So by doing good at the end, it actually hurts you. If you would have been bad at the end, it would have probably yep. yeah, you're, done you better. You're right, but, I mean, it, it, you know, we, you have to watch the games and – Try to win every game. Yeah, and but I, I said two weeks prior to that, I wanted to be a two-seat in Miami because Florida oh, would go did. down there and whoop them. Yeah. They weren't very good. And you knew they would beat uh, Vitek, too. Mm-hmm. Never got a chance. Never got a chance. We weren't like... I uh, don't like Oklahoma now. I, they, they're they're t- yeah, they win at everything. And now they're coming to the league. I know. They're good at gymnastics and softball. That was baseball. interesting. One thing that it was pretty clear with, with uh, Greg Sankey, look, they ain't coming. They ain't coming till twenty twenty five. Be ready, you know that'll be fine. It'll be great. They're not coming. Texas isn't coming till twenty twenty five, and uh, and we're not open for business, and we're not bringing anybody else in unless unless somebody ridiculous approaches them, like Notre Dame, which is not going to happen. Notre Dame would have to pay a billion dollars to get out out of the ACC. That they would. All right, that's going to do it. Appreciate everybody for uh, chiming in today, however you did it. Again, Christina for producing. For the great Pat Dooley, I am just merely Jeff Cardozo. See ya! Till tomorrow. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.